My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Britt here today and it is a lovely Monday morning. Not sure when this episode will be up, but today it's Monday and I'm having a wonderful start to my day with my wonderful guest, Erica Corday. Erica, you'll have to correct me if I pronounce anything wrong in your last name. I'm sorry, I should have double checked before I introduced you. Now, you guys, Erica is doing some amazing things. She is the co-founder of Pause on the Play and she's also the host of Pause on the Play podcast. So I know I keep my intro pretty short, but I'm going to go ahead and allow Erica to first off, correct me if I pronounced anything wrong. And second off, tell us a bit about her journey and what brought her to where she is today. Welcome to the show, Erica. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Brittany. And you did not pronounce it wrong. Corday is actually my middle name. And that's strangely enough, that's a huge part of values alignment. It's um, my dad gave me my middle name. um, And I lost my dad at a very young age. But my dad is a huge, like influence. And he guides me quite a bit. And so when I started this particular part of my entrepreneurial journey, I chose to bring him with me. So that's where that comes from. So Corday is actually it. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you for sharing that piece with us. I think that is so important. I mean, I am really sorry to hear about losing your dad at a young age and, you know, it all shapes who we are today though. Right. And I'm so happy you're able to bring them with you uh, through this journey. Now I'd love to hear what brought you to where you are today and uh, a little bit about the journey and share that with my listeners as well. Absolutely. So um, years ago, um, I spent a lot of time in the beauty industry and I am still in it. However, it's the much smaller part of what I do. And what I recognized from working with people was that the values really showed up as the guiding principle. Um, The diversity, equity, and inclusion work that I do showed up in large and small ways. And so I didn't even realize that what I wanted to do was already seeding itself. And when I decided I wanted to move into more of the coaching and consulting space, I was able to really examine what I had been doing, what had been working, what were the conversations that were happening, and how was it that I was holding space for people? Because a large part of what I do is allowing them to have that comfortability, to pause for a moment and think about maybe what they'd been too busy to focus on. What are the things that they had not utilized? as a filter for all the other choices that they were making. And so when Pause on the Play showed up, the podcast came up first. And it was literally myself and my co-founder and co-host, India Jackson, having conversations. And that's always been the part they're like, we want to hear y'all. We like to hear the conversations because there can be so much value pulled from actually just listening to the conversations, which is such a powerful piece of why podcasts are so necessary. And the more we did the show, the more we recognized that people thought that they knew what their values were. They'd done these ideal client avatars. Like they they, they just felt like I have all these things and I know, but there hadn't been that intentional pause to really figure out 
what are your own values? How do they show up in your business? How do they intersect with everybody in your business? And does this actually guide and even dictate the choices you do or do not make? And are you sticking to this? Is everybody on your team aware of it? Because if not, that's when you get to this place of not only having clients or service offerings that don't work, but you're marketing with content that isn't cohesive. And so we figured out that the biggest thing that made the huge difference for us was that any work that we did, whether if it was work that we did solo or when we do work together in Pause on the Play, whenever we're bringing guests on, we realized that values had to be present. And so we now do no work with clients one-on-one or what we call two-to-one because there's the two of us without them having that values uh, masterclass come first. Because implicit to explicit has been the thing that was the game changer for everything. Absolutely. I love it. I mean, and then when they do the masterclass, I'm assuming then their values are straight. They're in alignment with the same kind of values you guys have. And that is so important with who you're working with, right? Because if those do not align, it's just probably not a great fit. So I love that you guys have that in place and are able to thrive with that in place. That's incredible. Now, let's talk a little bit deeper about, you know, values, alignment, um, and how that kind of intertwines with content creation. I know you have a lot of value to add behind that. Oh, my gosh. The interesting part for me is that over the years of just recognizing how much content floods the market as a whole, there is very little intentionality put in place when it comes to values beforehand. Very often we'll witness what happens when after the fact it's like, oh, well, that didn't work or that didn't convert or that got me into a place that I don't like or I don't feel good about it. And that's when it comes into play because it feels more like let me ask for permission after the fact than to have the conversation initially and to get that confirmation. And so I think that there is such a necessity to figure out what those values are and to embed that into what the content is that is actively being created, who you're talking to, why you're talking to them, the language choices, um, but also being able to understand how often are you having conversations. Like a great example is this is the time of year where you have things like Mother's Day or Father's Day coming up. Are you asking mm-hmm. for consent and permission of do you want to continue to get this type of marketing from me? Is this the type of content that you want to be a part of consuming? And if not, you can opt out here. And that's made a huge difference for us when we're going into a sales cycle. We want to make sure that people want to be a part of that specific thing. If they've already done it and they know that they're going to sign up, they might just want a few less emails in their inbox and that's fine. They'll just get everything else, but they have that choice. And so that's put us in a place to where the opens are higher because people are able to choose what they want to get and then they want to interact with it. And that's a part of that behavior modeling of what's possible because they would get nervous of like, well, what happens if I tell people they don't, they don't have to listen. They can go away. They won't listen. It's like, no, you let them say yes, which is Mm -hmm. so much more powerful than the assumption and the obligation that comes with, of course you want this. A hundred percent. That that's beautiful. You know, that option to have it. We don't see that in every other business. Actually, we don't see that very often. No. So to have that kindness and, you know, 
to have that choice coming from you guys is huge. Um, and I'm sure it's comes off very appreciative, like, honestly, um, you know, cause then you know that your voice is heard, you know, that it matters how you feel about it as well. And then exactly. there's no push factor. And I feel, correct me if I'm wrong. Does that attract more people then? Because it absolutely does <laughs> love it. And you mentioned having some, like some people might have that fear of, well, what if they don't, what if they don't want this or that, but you know, like giving them that option, almost like brings them back in. Right. To be honest, it does. Well, and to have a limiting belief before you've given people choice, that mm -hmm. feels like a setup for you and them. And so if you have to think, if I ask you, okay, let's, let's relate it to dating. If you say, well, if I ask you, if you want to go out on a date, as opposed to forcing you to go on a date, what if you tell me, no, it's like, but don't you want them to be there because they want to be there? Don't you want okay. them to choose to spend that time with you? Don't you want them to interact with you and be in conversation with you and enjoy that time? That's so important. And it also allows for people based on location, based on their you know religion or familial status to also be able to manage their ability to take in what their um, capacity is. And so if we happen to do something and say it intersects with Ramadan and you know that you can't open these, I would much rather you know that you don't feel like I'm not able to do this and I have to divide my, my attention or I'm going to feel anything that allows me to not fully be present for my spiritual practices. No, we want you to be present in business and life because if you're not present for your life, you're not going to be present when it comes time to do your business. Mm -mm. I love this. Yeah. So that freedom of choice is huge. And it, honestly, when you get that freedom of choice, those people who are aligned with it, it that say, yes, you know, that's huge. They want to be there and that's who you want to work with. Um, and that's, what's going to make a difference too. So I love that. That's what you guys incorporate. Now let's talk a little bit about how you go with delivering your services. Otherwise, um, what, what are your best strategies is uh, one is the choice for people to be there. One is mm -hmm. like going through master class and one-on-ones. How mm -hmm. else do you go about delivering? And let's just dive deep. What do you deliver to everybody? And, you know, tell, let, let's, if you don't mind teaching us something that you maybe teach them, that would be amazing mm -hmm. as well. The interesting part of it is a lot of what we teach, we try to do it through behavior modeling. So we try to show you what's possible by actually doing that for you. And one of the things that we have found is very possible is utilizing our podcast as a teaching tool. So for example, implicit, the um, too explicit as the masterclass, before you go into that, we have a podcast that we suggest that you go and listen to that is gonna let you know the difference between brand values and company values. So we utilize something that we want people to know that can be used as a magnet for somebody like, hmm, I want to take this. But if you are signed up for it, but you didn't listen to that, now you're aware of what that is. And now we have shared language. So we come in and we're on the same exact page of what these words mean when we use them. We're not having to try to feel like, well, I don't want to ask because if I don't know, I don't want to be that person. So everybody knows. And we've had the distinct honor of creating content specifically for clients that supports their efforts within their business. So if we're talking about inclusive marketing, if we're talking about equitable practices, if we're talking about um, historical instances of uh, racism or a lack of diversity, we can create content 
that actually goes into that. And those podcasts are actually paid that are created to specifically support within these brands and how it is that they're having their con- these conversations with their clients, how it is that they're able to relate back to something and have an actual piece that was created with them in mind that they can use to have these necessary conversations and relate back to. And in some cases, we'll actually support them by facilitating conversations around them. And so we're doing what we would have done but we're able to do it with the specific group or industry in mind. And this Mm -hmm. makes sure that not only does it support the masses who are listening to this podcast, which is free content that's being created. Let's be honest. It's like every week, it's like, here's a, here's another free chapter for you, but we're actually doing it in a way that supports our paid clients and being able to support the people that they're supporting. So it keeps the conduit going that way. This is absolutely incredible. Now let's let's dive into the, the podcast. How mm-hmm. does it tie into your business and where is it at today? We are at about, I think, 205 or 206 episodes, which is still kind of mind-blowing for me because I, it, it was weekly. I just went bi-weekly. Um, and it's because you know, we, we, we are at this point now where we're like, okay, we want to kind of shift what we're doing and make it a little more community oriented where before it was really focused on us. We want to make sure that we're bringing in more of the people that are a part of our community and our network to be able to share what their experiences are, to be able to behavior model, what they've learned from being a part of this unit. And the podcast really is this opportunity to have these open and honest conversations. It's an opportunity to be able to learn about entrepreneurs doing things that you didn't even know, whether it's, you know, someone going into African-American vernacular English, someone that is talking about um, what happens when you have these communities that after enslavement, they built these entire beautiful communities and what it is to learn about that. We go into what it is to be a paid speaker. If you're not completely familiar with it and you're trying to figure out how to figure out what your message is, how it aligns with your values and how to get there. We're going into the marketing pieces. We are going into being human because we also feel like it's so important to make sure that your humanity is not lost in what you do. Mm -hmm. And so the podcast is utilized as an opportunity to really introduce you to people, to introduce you to how conversation can be done differently and how it's a very powerful tool when you wield it well and intentionally and and mindfully and thoughtfully, but also you can learn from it. You can find out about businesses to be able to vote with your dollars differently when you go to buy a product, but it also gives you points that you can then take back into your conversations. It can give you words that will say pause and actually explain what that means. And then you can go down the rabbit hole when you're done. So it's really meant to be teachable and at the same time approachable and not so academic that it feels contrived or it feels like, oh, now I have to read my school book and write a paper about it. So it's meant to really kind of be bite-sized and you can get what you need on the go but it shows up in life because your life includes your business, not separate. That is incredible. 
Thank you for sharing, Erica. And, you know, I don't know how you feel about podcasts, but do you feel like the opportunity is now globally? I mean, having a podcast, of course, other social media platforms as well, but the, the people that you meet, the it's almost like a snowball effect. Tell me if you feel the same way. Oh my gosh. Yes. And when you look at where people are listening to your podcast and you're like, I'm sitting in my office in my home in Baltimore and this person in New Zealand is, is listening. Like I, I'm like, I don't know how, like for whatever reason, New Zealand is really high for us. And so that is the know, best. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you finally play, you're like, wait, huh? Like Canada for us is really big. And when you think about it, it can be such a beautiful tool for connection, but it also puts you in a place of wanting to be really um, thoughtful in ways that you might not have if you didn't have that awareness. So for example, I know um, during 2020, for example, I had a lot of clients, like a huge influx all of a sudden came from Canada. Mm -hmm. Um, And it gave a great opportunity to have conversations that had some differences and nuance to them because some of the conversations that may be um, X, Y, Z here is really Z, Y, X if I'm talking to someone in Canada. So being able to also have that exposure to the nuances of what is someone else's reality. So that can be reconsidered in a way of like, okay, well, how are we communicating this? How does this support people differently? Which is why having more of that, you know, kind of community aspect of it is so important because we can learn about these things, but we don't live there. That's not our everyday experience. So having someone that does live in Australia, does live in Europe, is in South Africa, is in Ghana, wherever it is that they are, we want the the specifics of your experience to be considered when these conversations are being had. It's it's necessary and and it's ongoing and it's not perfect, but it's wanting to do it and being, you know, committed to figuring out how that can roll itself in. Absolutely. And it's amazing that you give them that opportunity to talk about it really right Mm -hmm. because I don't think every podcast has that option right so I I love this I love that you're able to offer them that right Mm -hmm. absolutely back when you co-founded in 2018 um shortly after the pandemic hit now do you want to tell us a little bit about what it was like starting right when the whole world basically shut down and what that was like for you and how you guys, you know, overcame those obstacles. If there, if there were many, I'm not sure, but let's go ahead and talk about that. I mean, cause look how far you have come, especially despite starting when the world was shutting down. <laughs> so if you don't mind talking right. about that, I think this is great. Absolutely. So the interesting part was uh, Indy and I had been been planning and really been in super intentional about wanting to create this. And we were literally at a conference a, a, across the country recording our podcast to release this to the world, not knowing that a week later the entire world would shut down. So the challenge was that, you know, we may have had the unfortunate piece of kind of launching at a point to where the news was ramping up as to what was happening. We didn't know everything yet, but we were kind of getting stuck in a little bit of that. And we already knew what we were doing beforehand. So once the world did shut down, we had a captive audience. 
people were home. They weren't going anywhere. And so the beauty is, is that the people that wanted to be a part of it were available for it. They were interested because you didn't have anyone else to talk to because you were stuck in the house. And so if you were going to do that, you wanted to talk to who you wanted to talk to. And so we had people in the room that really did actively choose. This is what I want to do with my energy right now. This is what I want to do with my focus. And when June of 2020 came around and here in the U.S., everything happened with the murder of George Floyd, diversity, equity, and inclusion completely changed. But our community already existed. And so we already had our hub there. We had people that had found the aspects of safety that maybe were supporting them already being there. We had something that was already going into values, implicit to explicit already existed at this point. We took the time of the pandemic to test and tweak and to refine it down to a science. <laughs> so we did a lot of just like, well, let's see if we wanna do this. We wanna shift this part. How do we wanna play with the length of it? How do we wanna play with the way that we're interacting with people? Do they get a printed workbook? Did they get a digital workbook? We really decided to make sure that we were paying attention to what we were doing because we had the time to do it. And this is when people, did need to be focused on their values. Because when the world shut down, all of a sudden it was like, okay, well, I can't just go out and distract myself with doing things. I have to decide where do I want to put my intentions? Where do I want to put my attention? And so being able to really get clear there, it, it completely shifted things. Because implicit to explicit became the filter through every other decision that not only did we make, but that other people that we chose to work with had to make decisions. And that space during the pandemic of where a lot of businesses didn't survive, they weren't able to figure it out. And mental health was kind of at a low because we were stuck and we had no choice in it. So right. we tried our best to be intentional with it, but also use it as a great time to connect with people, not just to refine our own, but hey, what are you working on? Do you need support with this? How can we work with, with you in a way that is helpful? And that was a huge part of creating some of the long-standing and strong and fruitful business connections that we have now, that not only some of these people are clients, but they're also people that refer to us because whether they're working with us or not, they're like, we love you. And I know exactly what happened when I worked with you and I don't refer anybody else. This is who you need to be in conversation with because they knew it wasn't just about the money. It was the outcome. It was the relationship. It was the literal, how can we com combine to contribute to leaving things better than we found them together? This is beautiful. And honestly, you people don't or businesses don't get referrals if they aren't if if people that had previously worked with them didn't know like and trust them you know so it's huge that you're getting a lot of your clients from referrals clearly you're making a difference in lives and people trust you and i think it's all it really comes down to as well that you're you're coming at it from a really good place with really yeah. great intentions and we don't see a lot of that everywhere anymore we really don't. I think it makes such a difference because I think that there may have been a point where 
there was this discrepancy that you couldn't be ethical and considerate and still make money. Mm-hmm. There was almost this, you know, you have to be push, push, push. Everybody's a number. Everybody's a demographic. Grab, grab, grab. And I don't think everyone did it, but there were definitely people that did it. Or there were some people that thought that if they didn't do that in some capacity, that there wasn't a place to make money. There wasn't a place to have conducive relationships. There wasn't a place to actually make a mark with what you do in your business that was profitable and beneficial. And it's, it's not true that you can't do both. You just have to be able to figure out what your values are, how that intersects with what it is that you are currently doing with and for people And you have to know that you can do that because if you connect with people based on your values, your services are going to evolve. The way that you work with people changes. COVID did that. We didn't Mm -hmm. work with people all in the same way. It's people that had offline retreats. Like I had all of these events signed up that I, you know, that I was going to speak at when the world shut down, we couldn't do that anymore. You had to pivot. And so if you are doing things from a values aligned perspective, you don't now have to go and revet your people to be on board. They're already on board because they're on board with you. You shifting what you do isn't now the challenge. They don't have to question whether or not they like you still because they already liked you. So if you're doing something, they're interested. That's why it makes a difference to start with the values and let that be the basis. Everything else will show up. I promise you. I 100% agree, Erica. It's so true. Stop chasing the numbers. Stop chasing the, uh, you know, the dollar signs and align with your values and the people are going to attract to you the right people, you know? So, and mm-hmm. I honestly, you know, you guys come from the bottom of your hearts and that is what's going to make a business thrive in the long term, uh, in the long run. So people, yeah. we need to do it from the bottom of our heart, surely to make a difference. How many lives can we change? Think of it that way. Don't think it as, Oh, what, you know, how much revenue can I get this month? You know, and really just, just align with values and uh, the right people are going to come. You use the word attract, attract your people. Your people will be attracted if you are genuinely being yourself. I, I really agree with that. Truly. It's true. Erica, this has been absolutely amazing. You know, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come on my show and really share what you're up to, what you guys offer and, you know, how you're making a difference because it's so important. And, you know, Erica, I just want to let you, uh, give you the time to let us know if there's anything coming up, uh, within your business. And if there is, what is the best way to reach out to you? Um, or even if people are just curious as to maybe they have some questions and want to see if they're in alignment, best way to reach out to you and your company. And then um, just want to give you a few minutes also to share anything, any last bits, if there is anything else you'd like to cover. Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, my name is Erica Corday. I am half of Pause on the Play, which again, we are a consultancy, a community, and a podcast. Um, you can learn more about what we do at pauseontheplay.com. 
Um, you can learn about implicit to explicit, which again is going to take you through figuring out what your values are. And it's an amazing team building opportunity. So I highly, highly suggest that you will learn more about the podcast, which again, we are over 200 episodes in. We actually have these open, honest, authentic conversations. We go across the gamut when it comes to subject matter, but it's all going to come back to values, diversity, equity, inclusion, how we can leave things better in the way that we found them and using conversation as that conduit. I think the biggest thing that I would want people to know is that if you are willing to be in business, you have an opportunity to create something that showcases for big businesses how it can be done differently. You're able to show them that you can not only do it well, but you can do it and be profitable. You are able to let them know what it means to actually care about and for your people in a way that allows us to combine, to connect, and to really shift what the landscape is. We are at a place that things are shifting. And so wanting to be an active part of that change, to have your contribution be a part of that, that is something that you can do. And it's something that is way simpler than what you think it is. It's harder to put on the mask. It's easier to take it off. Amazing. Thank you so much, Erica, again, for coming on today and sharing all this value with us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Pause on the play.com. I didn't say that part. <laughs> thank you, Erica. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. Guys, reach out to Erica. Pause on the play.com. Right, Erica? I was right. You, you got it. And you can go there yes. and learn all the things and you can do the interactive um, contact form as well. So if Amazing. you come there, voice, video, or text, whatever works best for you in your brain and learning style can communicate, ask questions, all the things. Perfect. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank Group, you. so go check it out. And if you want to come on the show, just like Erica did today to talk about what you're doing within your business and the podcast, please go to top100interview.com. I'd love to have you on as well. Thanks, guys. Catch you on the next episode. Thanks, Erica. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com. And then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.